So we're moving into our word now, and we're in this series, uh, a devoted church. If you want to, if you've missed out on previous ones, and would like to catch up there um, on our um, on our website. We have the podcasts. You can listen to the audio files, or on our Facebook page, you can see the old live streams, and you can find your way to the talk parts. But we had uh, Andrew started this off with uh, two talks um, on on devoted church, uh, and then and devotion and devoted to him, and then last week. Um, Jess and Joe Sweetland were speaking about um, devoted to his leading and what it means to live that life of faith. And it's been good having conversations with, with people this past week about that and uh, you know, learning from Jez and Joe on, on, on their journey and being inspired by them. And we're conscious as well that there's lots of people actually, they were talking particularly about their journey with living in community. And there's, there's a lot of people actually within Hope who, are, who have that heart and that passion and are, and are looking at creative ways of housing and looking at uh, uh, housing together in community. And um, so Alice and I have been chewing that over and, is it, is it, and thinking, is it worth people getting together to, to, to share some of that? Or are they quite distinct visions for distinct households? Uh, do feed that back to us if you'd like to have some sort of a gathering in whatever form we're allowed to do at some point, you know, around people with a shared. But there's a lot of people within the church who are, who are interested in that. I was thinking we could start a village somewhere. Anyway, it's a bit, it's a bit dramatic maybe. Uh, but uh, let's hand over to, to Dan and Kate. I'm not going to share anything of what they're going to share. We'll let them uh, bring it all to us now. But Lord, we pray and thank you for them. And we want to learn from them uh, as they speak to us. Amen. Morning, everyone. Hi, everyone. Love that idea of living in a village. Yeah, Hope Town. Can't wait. Keen for that. Are we lined up? All Are right. We all good, Chris. Awesome. Wow, it's great to be with you all. Yeah. I'm Kate and this is Dan. If, you, if we haven't met. Yeah, and we're here to talk um, this week about we're continuing the, the, the devoted church series, and this week is all about being devoted to one another. So the the, the series is loosely based on a book by Francis Chan called Letters to the Church. And in, in this chapter, uh, for this week, he talks, he anchors the chapter really around um, the verse when Jesus says, this is how people will know that you're my disciples, by the way that you love one another. And he talks about this idea of that being a, a supernatural love that the believers shared together, that really is something of a different character and quality that people could see and know that there must be something supernatural, there must be a God involved, there is something different something that they would uh, really desire deep down inside themselves. And so that's what we're looking at this week, is how to, how to be a devoted family to one another um, as part of our church community. So to kick us off, I want to share from Romans 12. Uh, it's Romans 12, verses 9 to 13. Kate's going to post it in the comments. Um, I'm just going to read it. It's the Passion Translation, so it might be slightly different from what you've, you've got in your Bibles. Um, but as, um, as Andrew did, I wondered if um, there, there could be some feedback in the comment section. We'd just love to know what your response is to the passage, any thoughts that you have, any um, reflections or anything that strikes you. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll read it through. Let the inner movement of your heart always be to love one another and never play the role of an actor wearing a mask. Despise evil and embrace everything that is good and virtuous. Be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers as members of one family. Try to outdo yourselves in respect and honour of one another. 
Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord, keeping your passion towards him boiling hot. Radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. Let this hope burst forth within you, releasing a continual joy. Don't give up in a time of trouble, but commune with God at all times. Take a constant interest in the needs of God's beloved people and respond by helping them. And eagerly welcome people as guests into your home. There's so much in this passage. Um, we'd love to know what, what stands out to you. And um, as you're responding and, and Kate picks up the comments, perhaps I'll just read it through again. Let the inner movement of your heart always be to love one another and never play the role of an actor wearing a mask. Despise evil and embrace everything that is good and virtuous. Be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers as members of one family. Try to outdo yourselves in respect and honour of one another. Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord, keeping your passion towards him boiling hot. Radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. Let this hope burst forth within you, releasing a continual joy. Don't give up in a time of trouble, but commune with God at all times. Take a constant interest in the needs of God's beloved people and respond by helping them. And eagerly welcome people as guests into your home. So I think that's a bit of a delay here. But, oh, I can see some comments. Oh no, that's just us. Um, <laughs> when you're ready, guys, don't leave us hanging. Um, it's been really fun um, over the last few weeks as we've shared together and read read scriptures um, during the services to read how different people respond and how um, scripture speaks to all of us in such different ways so um, if you do if anything's kind of standing out to you then do do share it that would be great is there anything else you want to share as Philip <laughs> Well, I think what struck us reading this passage is that there's just so much in here, and it's so practical. It's like, well, we don't really need to say anything else. It's just, it's kind of all <laughs> there here. it is. Um, Yvonne's shared, um, don't be an actor wearing a mask. Yeah, we love that verse as well. It's such a cool way. In other translations, it's like, um, it says, let love be genuine. Um, but um, I think that's a really cool way of putting it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Sam Mabley, yes. Outdo yourselves in respect and honour of one another. It's brilliant, isn't it? Thanks, Chrissy. Commune with God as we commune with others and welcome people as guests into your home. Yes. And they're flooding in, guys. Thank oh, you. Oh, here we go. Outdoing yourselves. People are loving that. Thanks, Lucy. Radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit mm. and let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. That's really it's a special. great translation, isn't it? It's really, um, it's really beautifully put. Thank you, guys. Thanks for sharing. Do you kind of, you know, if other things come to mind, do you kind of carry on sharing? It's really nice... Um, we were away a while ago and we kind of hopped back on and, and re-watched and it was cool mm. to look back through um, the comments that people mm. have put, so that's really cool. Um, so as Chris um, shared a bit earlier, we heard from Joe and Jez last week, which was really inspiring to hear some of their story and journey of following God in their call to live um, in community, which is really amazing. And what struck me um, listening to them, um, possibly because we were thinking ahead to today um, was um, the people that they had around them on that journey, um, the friends and family and church members who really championed them 
on their journey, giving them prophetic words, words of encouragement, and um, and also being there when you know things weren't going to plan. And um, we feel really excited about everything that God's planting and sowing into hope during this season. We feel like this is kind of a season of fresh purpose for us as a family, and that is super exciting. And just as we steward our own kind of callings um, and what is God, what God's saying in inside of us, and we kind of pursue that, it's also really important that we're aware and we're stewarding the dreams that He's put in in those around us. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, Dan and I were on holiday in Northumberland. We went up to have a few days away to celebrate our wedding anniversary, which was really special, and um, spent some time on Holy Island, um, and we spent a day at the beach there. Um, just chilling out and it was a beautiful white sandy beach um, with uh, the sky was blue the sun was shining it's absolutely stunning day only issue was it was about 16 degrees so (laughs) absolutely freezing typical of the northeast Um, and we decided as we always want to do when we go swimming to well when we go to the beach we decided to go swimming in the sea so we kind of got ready, and we uh, we aren't wetsuit people, so this is, you know, real hardcore sea swimming. That's our mistake, yeah. No, it's not a mistake. <laughs> um, we geared up to go swimming, and we stood um, on the on the shore um, in our towels um, for quite a long time, both going, you know, you go first, you go first, like each other up to go in. And um, we eventually... Um, got there, dropped towels, and ran into the sea. We went for the kind of running technique, and um, that's why. Uh, yeah, as as we ran into the sea, um, and it, and realised how cold it was, I heard this really loud noise behind me. And basically, there weren't really any people on this beach. It was just us and maybe like a couple of other families. Mm-hmm. But as I turned round, I saw um, this family who were kind of camped out um, a few metres away from where we'd we'd run in. Um, I saw them, they'd got to their feet and they were cheering us and clapping and whooping really loudly. And what was hilarious was I just got to the point, you know, above the knee where it gets really cold and I wanted to stop, you know, and actually just start wading slowly in. But I had this this crowd behind me, so I had to commit. And um, we both went for like the full-on dive. And um, it was a really special day um, for lots of reasons, but... Um, I felt the Lord put his finger on that and say, that's the kind of people I want you to be. That's the kind of champions I want you to be for one another. People who just don't care and get up and cheer, um, even if it's people you don't feel like you know very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I feel like that's, yeah, that's for us in this season to not only steward the callings that God has given us personally, but also to be real champions of of what he's doing in, in one another. So what we were thinking about is how do we champion each other really well? And what one of the things that struck me in the passage was where uh, Paul talks about um, be enthusiastic to serve the Lord, but keep your passion towards him boiling hot radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. And I don't know about you, but my relationships are, are so much better when I have, when I'm walking in intimacy with God, when I have time and I spend time with God and I'm close to him. My relationships elsewhere are, are so much better. And um, this has struck me in a couple of different ways um, recently. Over lockdown, 
I guess like um, many of us, my routine's been quite different and I've had a lot of extra time in the mornings and I've been going for a walk. And I just, I, it's really nice for me. I, I walk out from my home in Bishopston, walk down to St Andrew's Park. I take a, a mug of tea and I sit on a bench in the sun and, and I just kind of sit and enjoy the time uh, and be with God. And, and it really helps me um, to refresh my mind, to, to, to transform my mind and, and refresh my perspective and get a heavenly a heavenly perspective on, on what's going on. And um, it's, it's when I spend time with, with God in his presence that I'm aware of his voice, um, especially when um, relating to other people. And one of the times I really noticed it over lockdown was that we were having lunch with some, with some friends of ours and there were some friends of friends there that we, we, we sort of knew but didn't know very well. And, um, and one of them was talking about how he just started a business and he was um, buying a truck to help him with his business and he needed to go and pick it up. Um, but it was a few hours drive away. And he was talking about basically how he was going to have to take multiple trains and it was, it was going to be a, a right path for him to go and pick up this truck. And, and I, I didn't know him very well, um, but I just really felt um, after he left that God's kind of stirring in me and God's saying to me, you should take him. You should, you should take him to, to get the truck. And I thought, well, you know, it's a kind of five hour round trip on a, on a work night, um, half of which I'd just be in the car on my own anyway. Um, doesn't sound like a great idea, but I just really felt God being like, this is, this is important and it's going to be a real blessing to you. So I thought, okay, um, okay, great. Let's do a road trip. That could be fun. So I get in touch with him and I say, look, I'd, I'd be really happy to take you. And, um, and so we agreed to, to go down together and we just had the most amazing, um, two and a half hours drive. And, um, it was, I was, I felt like I was able to champion him in his business and, and to support him in, in getting his truck, which was really important for him. But actually God was doing something so much deeper there. And I think it's a, a, a friendship that's going to be really important in my life. And, and I don't think had I not been spending time with Jesus, I just, I think I would have missed God saying, you should, you should do the ridiculous thing and, and go and drive five hours and, and take him. I think I just wouldn't even have considered it. Um, another way that I feel like um, having a boiling hot faith really helps us is, is it really changes our perspective for each other. And I think, like Kate was saying, this is a time where, where people are birthing new dreams and, and we're really chasing after our purpose in a fresh way, is that when we're sharing with each other, I really feel like we can have two different responses. We can have a heavenly uh, perspective, a heavenly response which says, yes, that's amazing, I love your dream, God's, God's able to do it, God can do immeasurably more than we can hope or imagine. Or there's a sort of earthly response where we say, oh, have you thought about this? That doesn't sound very wise, that doesn't sound very sensible, are you sure? You know, and we bring our own sort of baggage and past disappointments to our reactions. And um, I found this when I was um, hoping to train to be a barrister. I felt like God had, had called me in that work. And I'd been chasing after that dream for quite a long time. And a lot of people's response to me when I say it, because statistically a lot of people who start out on that journey don't actually make it. And a lot of people, I think, would, would take it upon themselves to remind me of that when I told them that that was my dream. Or I don't know whether they maybe thought that I didn't, hadn't realised um, or, or what. But they, often the response that I got was quite negative. And I was really struck. It was, it was just when we joined Hope, actually. We were really new here. And um, we got talking with a couple that we didn't know. 
and um, they asked us what we were doing, and I explained what my what my dream was, and um, they just came with such a positive response, and they just saw saw me in my dream and said, "Yes, that's amazing. You can do it. We we back you. We contend for you in prayer." And they would always ask me how it was going. They would ask me when my interviews were. They would ask me how they'd got. Um, and I would, uh, we were so new, we'd, we'd, we'd met so many people and I couldn't remember faces and names. Dan's really bad at names. I'm, I'm bad at names anyway. And so sometimes I would leave Hope having encountered this couple thinking, were they angels? I, I feel like I've encountered angels. I don't really know who they are. They seem to know a lot about me and they seem to really care about, about my calling. And um, that's just the encouragement that I really needed. It felt like an angelic encouragement. It felt like a heavenly intervention in my life to say yes Dan you're on the right path and you can do it and that really I think is the power of having a heavenly perspective for each other when we encounter each other and we and we are trusted with each other's dreams and purposes and it's that sort of a family that that we love to be a part of here at home a family that that contends for each other in prayer that that gets in touch with each other to give each other prophetic words and words of encouragement doing acts of kindness and generosity and that, I think, is where having a boiling hot faith really gives us the courage and the belief to be able to do that. Mm, yeah. And we just really sense in this time as well that it's it's harder to do when we're not seeing each other every week on a Sunday morning. It's You can't kind of fall back on, like, oh, I'll just bump into them and just be encouraging. Like, I think mm. this is the time to be really kind of proactive about messaging people, being in touch. I've had some amazing encouragements throughout this time over just WhatsApp voice messages and things from, mm. from Hope family, which have just been incredible. So thank you all. And I think it's just kind of a, it's like a keep, keep going, isn't it? Mm. And just as like um, cultivating this kind of boiling hot faith um, and intimacy and relationship with God, um, kind of leads us into fresh perspective on each other's dreams it should also lead us into this place of vulnerability with each other um, because just as we're kind of able to be vulnerable and intimate with the Lord um, that's how we should be able to be um, as family and so many of you picked up that beautiful um, translation um, in the first verse don't wear a mask Mm-hmm. And um, that is kind of what the world does, isn't it? It's kind of all about kind of putting your mask up. Um, whereas as church family, we're called to be really real with each other. You know, our love's meant to be this genuine, genuine thing where we yeah. we really know one another and we're we're really known. Mm-hmm. Um, and God's been speaking to us um, about this for a couple of years. And one of the things that He's really put His finger on um, has been this kind of cultural idea of self-sufficiency in our in our lives. Um, Dan and I, I guess we've kind of walked a sort of quite traditional route in life, um, got married when we were quite young, and then the kind of aim was to, you know, get the jobs, save, um, you know, buy the house, become self-sufficient as a, as a family and not, like, need anyone else. Um, and all those things are, you know, like, great things to kind of want in and of themselves but I think when we make that too much of an idol in our lives we miss God's best for us um, because God um, loves to meet our needs um, in community he, he designed us for vulnerable relationships he designed us to live in in community didn't he really yeah and did you want to share yeah and, and I think just to add to that is that the more that we felt like we were becoming self-sufficient actually the more isolated we realized we were yeah and um 
Uh, one of the ways that God was teaching us about self-sufficiency was when a couple of years ago we we went to France. We moved to France for a year. And we moved to support a charity called Bless, which is doing amazing things, planting churches and, and helping refugees there. Uh, and we went um, to spend a year with them. And the way that we thought we were going to do it, and our self-sufficient way, um, and a, a miracle in itself actually, was that I, um, my work said to me that I could continue to work um, remotely and part-time in France where we were. And that's how we would um, fund our year. So we, we left confident in our self-sufficiency and we knew that we were, that, that was going to get us through. And actually the first half, for the first six months, um, everything um, went to plan. Um, it wasn't actually that great, me having to work part-time there because it meant that we had less time to focus on what we were doing. Um, and actually after six months, uh, my work got in touch with me and said, look, our, our budgets have changed and we can't give you any more work. And that was a real crisis moment for us because all of our um, all our self-sufficiency disappeared and we suddenly had no way of, of staying in France and staying for uh, the, the next six months that we had there. And that was a real crisis moment for us. We, we, um, we remember we went to uh, a couple of friends of ours from the church there, um, uh, Tom and Joe, and we, we sat at their table and we basically just, just cried on them. We said, we look... Cried. We, we were just, how, how, how can we stay? We feel like God's called us to stay, um, but this just isn't adding up, and we feel like we might have to go home because we just really can't afford to be here. And they, they championed us. They really got around us and said, look, guys, um, we really believe God's put you here and that God's doing amazing work here. Um, we, we really think if you were to reach out to people and ask them that they would love to support you and partner with you. Um, so it took some time and quite a few tears to get over our pride and our preconceived ideas about not asking other people for money. And we reached out to people. We reached out. We reached out to Hope. We reached out to friends and family and said, look, would you, this is what we're doing. Would you consider supporting us? And we got such an overwhelmingly positive response from people who really wanted to, to be part of what we were doing. And it was such an amazing second six months. It, it was kind of totally different from the first six in, in so many ways. And we just really felt like we had the support we needed because people were, were with us, they were praying for us, um, they were supporting us, and it, it just really transformed our experience. Yeah, yeah, totally. And we wanted to share that because um, while um, you know we've talked a lot about kind of purpose and dreams and this being a really exciting time for us as a community, we're also aware that... Um, we're in the middle of a global pandemic and the, the last five months have been pretty crazy and I think there are some of some of us in our community who are actually feeling like our purpose has been a bit derailed um, as a result of everything that's been going on and I think we have to be real about the fact that you know there is going to be need in our community during this time that's the that's a thing and um but I think what's what's beautiful about um us looking at the early church during this time um a few weeks ago with andrew we read through the passage from acts 2 um what's beautiful about looking at the early church is that they faced so much persecution so much hardship but there was no need amongst them there was no loneliness in their community because they were able to love each other so well and that is jesus's that was jesus's vision for the church then and it's also his vision for us as a hope family now isn't it that there's there's no need and i think so often we want um 
we want God to meet our need in a kind of self-sufficient way, you know, that he'll give us the job so we're self-sufficient. Or, you know, second option would be check in the post, which, you know, kind of a direct anonymous response um, from God. And, you know, he does do that and it's amazing. But I honestly think, and what we've experienced time and time again is when we have a need and we're like, God, where are you? He loves to meet our needs through relationship. That's what he's all about. Um, I mean, that's what we've kind of been singing about this morning. That's why he didn't, his plan to save the world wasn't to send a check. You know, he, he came to live amongst us. Um, he became human um, and was vulnerable and, and lived with us. Um, so God loves to meet our needs through relationship. And I, I honestly believe that whatever kind of needs we have amongst our community, we have the, we have the answers amongst us if we're willing to, be um, be aware to what God's doing. Mm-hmm. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and who He's leading us towards. And we just on that, we just wanted to share one more story, really, which is our kind of miracle story of of lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, in March, um, just in the kind of lead up to to the lockdown, when it was just a rumor, um, <laughs> we were living in a house with my sister Jemima. And I was, I just started uh, to run Airbnb in our spare bedroom, which had been a long-term dream of mine. I really love hospitality and I felt really uh, excited about doing that. Um, and then obviously the kind of stay-at-home call came and the Airbnb had to stop. And I was a little bit disappointed and disillusioned to start with, but was also like, okay, well, you know, there's lots of people suffering much much worse things right now and at the time I was in touch with a good friend of ours from Hope Sam and I just one day I just asked him you know like how are you doing are you okay and um, Sam said actually I'm a bit worried about spending three weeks in a flat on my own and um, mm. um, I, I just was really obvious to me I was like just pack your bags come and move in um, so Sam moved in for three weeks and then stayed for four months and he's still with us. It's now a permanent fixture. <laughs> yeah, and it's been an absolutely amazing journey. I, I, I really want to say that, um, like, Dan and I definitely started thinking, you know, this is us being really good Christians, <laughs> doing Sam a favour. But actually, you know, it actually wasn't. Like, it's blessed us so much more than we could have ever mm imagined it kind of answered this kind of secret dream we had to live in community which Mm -hmm. we didn't really know what to do with Mm -hmm. and it's it transformed the dynamic of our house um so that we were able to um have this kind of amazing community life and also we now feel like we have just this really wonderful um community to invite people into as the lockdowns um easing which has Mm -hmm. been so special and i just think that's I mean, it's just the Lord's kindness, isn't it? Isn't it that He just He loves to meet our needs like that in mm. in just a really beautiful way? And it was it was just mm. such a God appointment. And I just mm. want to say that I really believe that you know there are going to be other God appointments like that mm. uh, in hope during this mm. season. That whatever your need is, um, you know, God wants to kind of meet it. And that's why we're family. And it does say you know, in the in the verse, take a constant interest in the needs of God's beloved people and respond by helping them. It's as simple as that, just kind of whatever you've got in your hand, um, just give. And we don't need to feel overwhelmed by this. We don't need to feel kind of an overburdened sense of responsibility. It's just about 
being aware and um, being led by the Holy yeah. Spirit, isn't it? Yeah, and that's why it's so important to have the two together, the void and hot faith, where we really have faith that God is going to provide for us, that he is our provider, and that we don't have to have a, um, a sort of poverty attitude, that there's, there's, there's scarcity, there's not enough, and I've got to guard what I have. Um, but actually, if we have that void and hot faith where we say, yes, God is our provider, he has more than enough to bless us with, and that he is leading us into relationships with each other, in which we just share, we're open-handed with what we have, we're honest about what we need, and in that beautiful exchange, we actually have these transformed relationships where we love each other to such an extent that people, I think, are going are to see it and say, wow, what a community, what an amazing love, what a supernatural love that they have. Who is the God that they say that they, they serve? So that's really what we wanted to share. And, um, and I think it's just important to add at the end that it's not, the aim of this isn't to build uh, a, an isolated community uh, in which that we, we sort of make ourselves self-sufficient as a community, um, but it's a community that we can invite people into. And it's also, I think, as we demonstrate this community to our city, it's a way that we can disciple our city and say to our city, um, you know, our city is, is full of people who feel like they have to wear masks all the time and and there are all sorts of issues in our city with anxiety and, and loneliness. Um, and if we can model this sort of community to our city, then I really think that we can see transformation come uh, as we invite people in. And, and yeah, that's yeah. That, that was our heart for this morning. So Yeah, so, yeah. so we wanted to spend a bit of time just praying together now, if you guys are up for that. Mm. Um, and we're just going to kind of um, wait on the Lord. Um, and... Yeah. Um, yeah, I just feel like it might be that you just need to just spend some time in his presence, just reconnecting, just kind of reconnecting to that, um, that boiling hot, boiling hot faith. Just, I mean, so much of the way that we love each other comes out of how we see, how we see ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you just need to experience the love of God as a child of God this morning, mm-hmm. um, then just, you know, feel free feel really free to just um just be in that place mm-hmm. um uh, others of us um uh if you're feeling like you want to say yes to the kind of invitation to be be a champion you might want to ask the lord during this time uh for someone um who you can pray for mm-hmm. um in our it could be someone in our community it could be someone you know outside of our community and just, um, yeah, spend some time in prayer for them. And then I think it would be really cool if we could kind of take it to the next. I mean, this passage is just so practical, isn't it? If we could mm-hmm. take it to the next step. And if we could just, if you want to just send them a message with a word of encouragement or a prophetic word, whatever the Lord mm-hmm. um, puts on your heart, I think that would be a really cool thing for us to do together. Yeah. Cool. So just spend a couple of minutes now just, um, yeah, just waiting. And then do you want to pray? Yeah, great.
thank you that, that we can trust you for our provision, for whatever we need. We know that you're our provider. Thank you for the Hope family that we have here, uh, for the love that we show for each other. And I pray, Father, would you inspire us with fresh acts that we can do to, to champion each other, um, fresh ways of, of meeting each other's needs. Help us to be vulnerable with each other and to admit uh, where we do have need and to be vulnerable with the dreams and, and purposes that, that, we're, that, that you're birthing inside of us in this time. Uh, Father, I pray would you inspire us uh, with a heavenly perspective to see each other the way that you do and to be able to champion each other uh, so that we can see uh, your purposes uh, come to light. We can see your kingdom come in Bristol. Um, that's what we, we yearn to see. Thank you, Father. Mm. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Hand back over to Chris. Thank you both. That was really, really rich. Really good. I love that. Such an inspiring story of running down the beach and getting into the water and it's cold and, and it's the cheer of the crowd that makes you go in and take that, that plunge. Yeah, really helpful stuff there about how we can, uh, that, that vulnerable thing about sharing when we have need with other people uh, and also offering and looking for it. You know, Dan's story with uh, giving that guy a lift, Dan initiated and offered. And uh, I think as we step into these, step, you know, push more and more into these kind of relationships, it's uh, there's a there's a vulnerability to it, isn't there? And, you know, they shared that there were some there were tears was there, as they were on that journey in France about um, about uh, what they do sort of for their financial provision for the second half of their year in France, and 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 often this this journey is is a is a vulnerable one. So I just encourage us all to be to be gentle with each other and to be encouraging with each other. Often when we start to share these things, it can be a bit messy. And, um, you know, I might not ask for help in the most um, socially appropriate way, perhaps, you know, but actually, so, so be merciful to me and see my, my heart behind that and help me to work out, actually, maybe that's something that I need to take on myself rather than ask others to do. There's, there's a whole load of, a whole load of um, things in here that we work out together as community, but this is it. We're committed to uh, being a church family, uh, working this out together. And I just, I just love the, the encouragement, the inspiration there is this morning to, to, to run down the beach, jump in the water and dive in. And, and this is the community that, I, it's the community that Alice and I, when we first came to Hope, were so inspired to, to join. And we just loved tracking with you over the last, over the last years as we've been this people that say, yes, we, we believe that Jesus really is the Son of God. And that, and, and therefore we can, we can take these, these bold steps. We can live this, this adventurous life, this courageous life. So um, thanks again, Dan and Kate. That was really, really rich, really inspiring. And I just want to agree um, with their prayers. And let's just say, should we just pray again and just say, Lord, yes, we just agree with what Dan and Kate have brought. Uh, we want to be uh, extraordinary, extravagant in our generosity towards each other and in, our, in the way we love one another, that the world will see that we're your disciples. So we just, uh, we just stand and we just, we just give our lives to you again. And, um, and Lord, say, take us, use us. We we uh, we welcome you taking us out of our comfort zone. Um, we uh, desire to do and to to live in more than is just normal in the world around us, but to, but to live in your um, supernatural and extraordinary ways. So we offer you ourselves 
give our, ourselves to you and we give our, our church community to you as well. And we just, just thank you, Lord. And come and uh, breathe on all of this. Amen. Great. We'll finish there. Good to be with you all. And uh, until next time.